I have not heard that song in so long. And what's so funny about it is I thought, am I hearing what I think I'm hearing? And then I looked over at Scott and Scott also had a smile on his face. This clearly violates my ACDC Led Zeppelin Ozzy Osbourne only play in music policy. What's the matter? You don't like the Hanson Brothers? <laughs> they had they had maybe one song and this is not it. Mbop, <laughs> uh, are you sure? Are you sure? I mean, I know, I know it was a big song. It's just not it for me. It was a huge song. Yeah. And see, everybody, we're all kind of laughing. It puts you in a bit of a good mood. Sure. It's that kind of earworm right? It's it's novel. It's novel. It is novel. All right. Well, we are going to talk about the oil and gas industry here in Canada. Because I think, Scott, when people think about it and they think about the people who are employed there, they probably think men. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a really interesting thing kind of happening. And um, this shouldn't come as a shock to any of us that it it's actually a group of women that are advocating what I think is like a really evolved position when it comes to the oil and gas industry here in our country because for so long, like at least at least for me as I've kind of learned about this, it's been really easy to sort of view this uh, in a really polarized sense. Either you are pro-oil and gas and pro-energy or you are pro-environment. And dividing things up like that um, doesn't really help as we've kind of learned. Like our country is rich in some of these resources and uh, it really helps the economy and as many people are learning, uh, the economy is tough right now. Affordability is tough. So this group called Canada Powered by Women, they've been advocating for a more sort of um, balanced approach that we can have both environmental consciousness and also uh, look at furthering the economy through some of these resources that we have. So I spoke with Sue Riddell Rose. She is the board chair for Canada Powered by Women. They just finished this survey of women about this exact thing. And I asked her to tell me a bit about it. Our organization's just finished... Uh, the survey results have been really fascinating. The uh, for sure, um, our, now our survey was targeted to engage women, so women who are tuned in want to take in the news um, and you know understand the connection between the economy and energy, and and they are saying they really want a voice in this conversation on energy transformation because they're really connecting the dots that uh, how they are feeling uh, affordability affect them is really very much linked to um, energy policies that we're making in this country. And, and uh, they, they're seeing the connections and they want to talk about it. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's really been a pain point the last year or so is affordability uh, on all fronts has, has become a challenge. Yeah, and one of the things that I found really interesting is that um, despite this sort of affordability crunch and, and, like you say, the challenge that it is, is that we're also still really focusing on prioritizing uh, sustainability. Yeah, for sure. So women, uh, from our survey, we, we can say that uh, women are very much recognizing the affordability crunch, but they also care very deeply about the environment. And they want an energy mix that includes um, basically all forms of energy, including uh, renewables, but also including fossil fuels. Um, they're starting to see that LNG uh, and some of the um, initiatives that Canada has off our West Coast particularly can really be an emissions reduction solution and also, um, you know, weigh into our, a positive influence on our economy. So they're looking for and solutions now, not... Uh, 
not either or. Yeah, and that's one of my big observations here is that for so long, um, we've sort of had this idea that it's like either uh, profitability or financial gain or um, environmental consciousness, when in reality, those two things are not... um, independent of each other, that it is possible for us to focus on sustainability and grow our economy and, you know, um, really support this sector here in our country, which is such a huge part of our economy. Yeah, we think about it as a triangle. Energy security, which I, I would view as affordability and reliability, the economy and sustainability. And, um, you know, and, and really sustainability in, in this context these days is emissions reduction, but it's, it's um, everything we do, land, air, water. Uh, and all of those things um, need to be balanced in sound energy policy, and that'll get the best outcomes. So it's really exciting that we have women that are interested in talking about this and learning and understanding and, and trying to um, direct the government uh, while they're thinking about policy decisions. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, really, uh, first of all, it's refreshing to sort of find this balanced view uh, that people are saying, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be black or white or, you know, one side or the other, like environment versus profit or whatever, but that, you know, these things are tied. And I love the way you sort of describe that as like a triangle. It just feels like a like a sort of more evolved and balanced understanding for us to like grow the country, both economically and environmentally. And surprise, surprise, that balanced view comes, of course, from women um, who are taking a bigger <laughs> role in that sector, right? That's right, exactly. And, and that's really what our Canada Power by Women platform is all about, is encouraging uh, these deeper conversations so that we can get to um, balanced, balanced policy. Um, sometimes it's easy to see the direct connection um, between you know, for example, uh, policy, I would say, but uh, for example, carbon taxes and uh, affordability, that's a little bit easier to see the direct connection. And sure. you know, we've had a lot in the news lately about carbon taxes and uh, how it is impacting people's um, pocketbooks uh, really across the country. Um, a little harder to connect the dots on, though, is something like an emissions cap. We're talking about an emissions cap. And, you know, I, I think we would advocate for... Um, continuing to drive emissions intensity down, but allow production growth in our country. And and I'll just connect the dots for you. You know, uh, production, uh, an emissions cap would lead to production cap, which would lead to reduced exports, which means a weaker Canadian dollar, which means more expensive imported goods like food, and that's impacting everyone's pocketbook. So uh, we're talking about emissions cap today, but, um, you know, uh, if we'd been talking about this 10 or 11 years ago when we were sort of facing the no more pipelines crisis, had had we actually had pipelines off our coast um, over over the last 10 or 11 years, we probably would have a stronger Canadian dollar, which would not then be weighing into our affordability crisis quite so heavily. That's Sue Riddell Rose. She's a board chair of Canada Powered by Women. And uh, two things I really love there, Simi. One, like that she's advocating uh, this balanced position, right? That we mm-hmm. can have both of these angles. And two, that she's doing it without all the vitriol that we get from men in these conversations. What I also loved hearing that and was so interesting is that getting more women involved in the oil and gas industry, you know, we should have been doing this a long time ago, totally. but it sounds like the way to do that then is just how it is pitched 
to women, right? If you make it um, a priority about affordability or, or prioritizing their standard of living and here's exactly. how to get those things and to give you some independent, like that, it, that's the way to pitch it to them. They just need to hear it slightly differently, which we know that about so many other things. Why didn't we think of this before? Totally. And I'm so glad that there is a group who are thinking of this because it feels like they're advocating like um, uh, a working, feasible, successful way forward. Right. So there's not just one group you need to tailor your message to. Uh, They talked about the benefits of LNG and they said 80% of the women that they pitched it to were more interested in talking about LNG if you framed it to them as having less harmful environmental impact. Right. Which it does. Seems like a no brainer. Totally. Why wouldn't they have mar- like you pushed that harder before? Uh, totally. Absolutely. So I, I find groups like this and these conversations very encouraging. I think so too. Yeah, it's <laughs> fascinating. Thank you for that, Scott. Sure thing.